I got to get one, man, because I'm like, we're getting to the point where I'm like, I know how to clean my place, like you said, but I want them to like get in the nooks and crannies. I could do it, but I don't want to. Yeah, they'll see it. Just sounds great right now. I'm into it. All right. Fuck it, dude. Fuck it. Podcast time. I was, I was just saying, I'm really excited. This is the first time I've used the RE20. In RE20 for you. I feel like it's just, it's like, it's your mic. So I'm like, wow. I'm it sounds good. But that, I mean, all there, so is this one. Yeah. You, that's, so is the 57, whatever. I mean, you know. Uh, dude, well, and, you know, actually that isn't my mic. That is Stingray's mic. Stingray took mine, which was his, to replace the foam. And also it like, it just got sort of broken. That, that RE20 originally came from... Oh, what radio? It was a Chicago radio station. It was either Q101 or... No, no, no. It's, it came Loyola from XRT. One? It oh, came XRT? from 93.1 okay. XRT. So that yeah. was that was the XRT Shout out. radio microphone right there. Now it's now it's up on your face. And your beard, I didn't notice how thick and nice it's looking. Thank you. I had to trim it yeah. the other day. It was even woolier even than woolier, it is right yeah. now. So. But it's just like so connected and like Thank there's you. yeah you've well, got I a just, very, you know i just never i haven't thing. shaved it since 2015 so <laughs> that's probably why all right podcast time episode 112 gearbuds podcast wow i'm henry who are you i'm dave we're in the same room so we can we we're can back not, in the room we can not mess that up yep and okay yeah let's just get at it right at the top of the episode yeah. here we we made a big deal about bringing it into the studio <laughs> last week we're back in my living room it's it's nice in here. It's nice in here. There are a number of reasons for it, uh, technical and comfort-wise, and so we'll see. Maybe we'll go back over there eventually. I don't know. For now, I kind of just like. You know, it would here. be fun if we have like, um, if we do like a roundtable one where we have like two guests and it's like four of us talking. Yeah. That might be cool to be in a bigger space or something. Yeah, like sure. I just man, it gets hot in there. I know, and it's very noisy. And, and you, you have eight, you found out there's an AC unit, but then it, well, there, we we knew about one, but we found another <laughs> one, and it, and then I I don't we don't know I don't know it's just it's just. This is this is good for now. These so are that's the trials, where we are. Man. These are the- Episode one twelve. It's a symphony. Let's dive into the symphony. Symphony of corrections. Here we go. Here's your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes. If you're listening to this, thank you for for doing that. It's pretty awesome. Really thankful for that. Uh, and if you haven't already, go follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Gearbuds Podcast. Subscribe Spotify and Apple. Dude, I don't know if you've heard. There's like this. Uh, there are both Apple and Spotify now have paid podcast stuff oh really where it's like uh, it's by popular demand people want more content content from podcasters apparently So it's like their patreon type thing kind of yeah okay. but it's like you know subscribers so you you know you can you don't have to like you don't have to subscribe to like a full service you kind of just like subscribe to that a show. single podcast okay. show or whatever i don't know i'm looking to it. we'll see what hmm. happens uh both of those things are cool let's do it touch of the tip touching the tips touching touching the, the, the tips touching tips friends of the show uh, both on this one, I, we, you know, we had a little fun, uh, before we, before we got on the mics here. Yeah. Had a little Euro rack fun. Yeah. I got to play with that thing. We talked about it, uh, two weeks ago. And, oh, right. Um, that was two weeks. Jeez. It's, it's developed and, and grown with it, with the micro brute since then. I said, I, I'll sit down and play with it with childish wonder. And I think that's what happened. And you we did made, great. We made and some cool it stuff. It was really fun to collaborate on. You were sort of making the, the keyboard stuff and I was sort of patching the stuff. And, and I mean, it, uh, I think good. if I, if I wanted to become a DJ, you're on your way. I would need a good DJ name. Hmm. Hmm. DJ Dave's Docs. DJ Dr. DJ Dave's Dr. Docs. Dave's Docs. <laughs> uh, and, but there's also the video synth, which is still triply. Yeah, it's going in the background. Rotating behind you right now. And it's, I love it's it. pretty. I wish there was a mirror so I could see it. I know. Okay. It's, it's framing you in a very psychedelic way. So if you if you find me just sort of trailing off every once mm-hmm. in a while. You're staring at that. It's partially drugs, but also the, <laughs> the thing behind you. 
yeah, shout out to Create Audio, uh, Al Jolson. We, we jumped on the phone. Maybe we'll get him on the show sometime. He's, I, I do nice realize dude. the cool thing to do with that would be to have that projected back onto you for like a live performance. That's that's the goal. I've then, written, you, you know I'm looking at projectors yeah, already, it's buddy. so great. Yeah. Uh, but you can send multiple feeds, so you can have a screen and projection. You do whatever you want. You can watch the baseball game at the same time. You know, we already talked about Spotify. <laughs> I watch too much baseball. Uh, we've talked about Spotify already accidentally. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, but Spotify, they started testing it some months back, but now I have access to it. Uh, they now have high-res audio. Oh, Spotify. yeah, we talked Spotify. about that. Uh, it's called Hi-Fi, apparently, is the name of it. And I just like was looking in the settings in my in my spotify and i was like oh my god i have it now and uh so how's it sound it sounds awesome i can definitely t- because i have some high-end listening devices right. and the converter is necessary to actually hear these things mm-hmm. uh sounds awesome you know i did notice already i tested it on both my phone and the computer and of course on the computer i'm just like on my home wi-fi while on the phone on my phone i just was like out wandering around the world and uh within like like I take these long walks and I was maybe like an hour into this walk and I, all of a sudden I got the text message, you have used 75% of your data from AT&T. Oh, so I was like, oh shit, Oops. I was churning yeah. through 5G. So nice. maybe get yourself a little 5G umbrella or they something. Got, uh, they got hats, they got sheets, <laughs> they whatever got you need to protect yourself. Uh, so, uh, but that said, you can't, there is an option to just like, have it only be that on your, that was a great sentence. Have it only, only be, be that. On the to only on your home device, mm-hmm. use hi-fi audio, and then while on your phone or roaming or whatever, that would be not. recommended. So that's what I did. I did you find because you you have the earbuds? The wireless yeah, with buds. the with the headphones that I was using, no. So you couldn't really tell. Yeah, and well, yeah. And that was kind of the discussion we had was mm-hmm. that you because you have great you know monitors mm-hmm. for home that you're really gonna be able to tell a difference. And it's the monitors and the converters. The majority of people like aren't phone gonna... converters, no matter what, yeah. cannot process that level of audio that's just not how they're built right like you need special equipment to do that and Mm -hmm. chips and shit so yeah it it would make sense but um that's why some things like i know the apple's um what is it home pod like some of the speak like smart speakers can play that stuff because they have processing built into the device itself so it's like basically in the future apple either if if they're not going to put high-end digital audio converters DACs into their phones they're going to have to build it somehow into the headphones themselves. So I just, you just gave me an idea, and I wonder if this will ever exist. Um, this could be future gear. Mm. I don't know. What if? I mean, what if Apple ever built their own like physical interface for recording? Yeah, I, I feel like, like a hardware device, like a companies like Apogee and Universal Audio have kind of gone for up. that. Well, they like they've gone for that aesthetic, and and for a while you could only use. You know, like a FireWire device. FireWire didn't right. work on PC, so like my my first Universal Audio, the first Universal Audio interface was FireWire. Right. So it's right. like that was Apple only. That's okay. Yeah, uh, you're right. So, so that was are, kind of there are some companies that have kind of like thrown their hat. But you're right. I yeah, just feel Apple like they could build themselves. one and just be like, oh, this is two thousand dollars. Like you have to buy this to you know be great. They, they already make, they make Logic, so it could be like the Logic, it, the logical extension of Logic. Yeah, really. I guess it would be Logic probably behind logical, it. Logical. Like, you're gonna call it. Um, there we go. Let's go, go. Let's go pitch that to Apple. Ooh. Uh, wait, no, I'm not excited about that. I don't know. I got excited about that. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Here's a little update. Finally, for last, for touching tips around the show. Uh, we already talked about it, but Ableton Loop Create, it's coming out June 26th, June 27th. Go to that. Okay, cool. Right. BFI, GFI, we've got some stuff here. Oh, man. I had a little crossover in between uh, my interests in my life 
this week that I read an article about. Okay. Uh, so I don't. I think you and I have talked about this. I don't believe that we've talked about this on the show. Uh, but I, over the past couple of years, developed a super random and like real, truly out of nowhere interest in Formula One racing. Yeah, me too. So because of that show. Oh, because you watch Drive to Dude, Drive to Survive is it's so It's one of the greatest good. reality shows ever. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, so then you're going to be interested in this, too. Mm-hmm. I guess we we shared uh, a fellow fan in that, uh, in David, well, uh, rest in peace, in David Bowie. Mm-hmm. Because I get, uh, just recently, Lewis Hamilton told this story and on his Instagram, I think. Lewis Hamilton being the, the most greatest. successful Formula One racer of all time, yeah. perhaps. Uh, well, Re- of recent times, the definitely, most dominant, definitely for sure. Not this year so much. We can we, we can take that offline if we want to get into a little some recent form. <laughs> I dude, I I watched the Baku Grand Prix like Saturday morning. Or whatever I love it, it and was. I love how it's on. Like at it weird was on times. at like eight a.m. Yep. I was like, oh, this is great. There's nothing I'm else up. on. Like, this I'm perfect. gonna watch. No, and and I was like, that was the first time I've ever gotten to watch one like in real time. Yeah, and like, and it was a crazy race. We were not gonna get into it, anyways. David Bowie also was a fan, and one time, without any explanation, they had never met or anything, sent Lewis Hamilton two custom guitars. Really? Just, like, mailed them to him. No shit. And so, Lewis, you know, he's fucking Lewis Hamilton. The dude gets a lot of random gifts. I wouldn't so, like, be But he was excited he because guitar. he, like, he couldn't really, but he, like, sort of could, and he, and he was really interested in it because it's the company, uh, I, I wrote it down, Jarrell, J-A-R-R-E-L-L Guitars. Okay. And it, it was, like, this sort of, kind of, like, Something in between, like a PRS, and remember those like Ibanez Artcore sort of mm-hmm. like semi hollow PRS looking thing. Absolutely, it sort of yeah. looked like that, but with a Bigsby. I was like, cool, oh, that's kind of jazzy. Well, it turns out that it was David Bowie that sent these. So then, once like a couple years later, Lewis Hamilton figured it out, and then like now he's he's like thanked. Oh, it, that's thanked amazing! Him, you know, put this post like he finally got through all of his all of his gifts. Out. And... Well, he knew he knew about the guitars. He just didn't know where they came from, and so I don't wow. know the story exactly how he figured it out, but yeah. he did figure out that they came from Bowie. So all right, man, dude, Formula One Bowie. slash Bowie slash custom guitars with yeah. Bigsby's. You wow. know, it all it all came together this week oh okay oh man i'm excited to talk about this i was i was i had i had i had a realization about a couple two tree randos a couple days ago yeah and that is i know what my answer would be for the question if you could swap places with any member of any band of all time who would that be because I guess you've never really answered i've never really answered it and i maybe i mean i might have thrown a couple things out here Mm. bonham etc hear me out Pino Palladino. The bass player. The bass player. Okay. Dude, he has played with Yeah, dude. Everyone. He's a legend. And not only is he a legend, not only does he play with everyone, he is maybe he might be the tastiest player yep. of anything alive. Yeah. He he doesn't everything not only has he never, he never played anything wrong, he, everything he's ever played is cool. Mm-hmm. I've never I haven't listened to all of his stuff cuz there's tons of it, but yeah. everything I have heard his is style fucking is, amazing. Yeah. Dude, I I wrote some stuff down cuz I didn't know half of this stuff. Uh so first of all, he's Welsh. Okay. So if we ever need to think of famous Welsh musician that isn't Tom Jones, <laughs> we've got a backup. Uh he didn't start guitar until 14 and bass until 17. Wow. That's... Like and he's the yeah, Live, like he's the bass player now. Yeah. That's not. I guess well, maybe it's either him or uh, our buddy. Uh, well, I can't think of his Thundercat? name right now. Oh well, I mean modern, but I'm saying like old. Oh Lee, Lee Sklar. Oh Lee Sklar, yeah, yeah, old school guys who have been around right. and yeah, yeah, don't play with everyone. Okay, mm-hmm. so started with Gary Newman in '82. He's played with, I mean, on records and on tours with Gilmore, Clapton, The Who. That was a big one, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, dude, the Eth, Melissa Etheridge. That was like an early one. Elton John early on. 
I forgot that the John Mayer trio was with him and Steve yeah. Jordan, which is the only John Mayer that I like actually have ever really super gotten into. It's fantastic. It's yeah. Super good. And he actually wrote some of that stuff too, or like co wrote, mm-hmm. which isn't always the case with John Mayer. Yeah, you know? sure. Uh Jeff Beck, obviously. Um also he's a tall boy. So Oh. I mean way tall, but I didn't you know what it's funny, I didn't actually look up the exact height, but I would guess like six six at yeah, least, right? I think six six or all right. We've got oh wait, there's still more I want to say. Simon and Garfunkel, Ed Sheeran. This is the thing, it's like not just old old mm-hmm. fuddies. Uh, Ed Ed Sheeran, Adele. He played bass on Twenty One. Like I didn't know. Like you know, one of the biggest records of modern yeah, times. Right. That was him. And now you go back and listen to the bass line, and you're like, oh, yeah. oh, dude, D'Angelo. Uh-huh. He played on a Nine Inch Nails record, okay. which I didn't know yeah. at all. Uh, like a semi recent one. And then, but okay, so I think we maybe I think we sort of talked about my little recent psychedelic journey that I went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the recent one of the records that we listened to was uh, Blake Mills and Pino Balladino, yeah, and dude. it was that's so one of the best records good. I've heard recently. It's oh my, I can't. There are there just we can't even describe yeah. how good that shit is. We don't need to talk about it forever, but I didn't realize also how much he played fretless. Like he that dude plays most a lot of that stuff is a it's it turns out a sixty three. What is it? I wrote it down a sixty-three people. Well, it's a sixty-three neck on a sixty-one body. Yeah, and then he's had like so I didn't know he has like a signature. He has a signature base. custom shop with Fiesta Red is actually the signature. Color. It's Fiesta Red over Desert Sand. Yeah, yeah. It's a finish over and dude, check this out. I, this made me love him even more. This is what this was kind of what sealed the deal. He plays a full step down. Like no matter like that he oh. has his own like he and like on like super heavy labella strings. It turns wow. out. Yeah, but flat. he plays yeah like whatever D standard yeah no kidding yeah yeah it's so funny it's so funny you said that man because he's always been around i feel like he's gotten more popular lately because people are finally appreciating him but i had a bass book back when i was like um in college like probably in 2002 and uh someone got it for me as a gift just to kind of help me get inspired and it has like victor wooten and marcus miller and like all these all these famous people are in it and it has their list of credits and Pino's in it. And so I was, already, and that was like an old book, you know, in the early 2000s. So I'm sure that list is probably doubled. Yeah. Now, it's you know? wow. So I, I, yeah, I, I, that's the other thing. I guess I've never like tried to play one of his bass parts now. I, yeah, really, really want to do no. that. <laughs> it's well, you know, he plays with simplicity too. I mean, it's, all, I guess it's he, all he does digestible. a lot of, a lot of time he uses an octa pedal. I didn't know oh, that okay. either. That so, makes sense. Uh, dude, Pino. So Shout that, out, that man. That was it. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, something came up this week. Oh, static sheets. Yeah. What was the deal? You t- you texted me about some static or like dryer sheets. I don't know if if and you know maybe one of our famous scientist friends wants to chime yeah. in on this one. Um, but if you, so I uh, a friend of mine got a Jazzmaster and Sick. it's a beautiful guitar. It's the Vintera series, ice blue metallic matching headstock. He brings it to the practice space. We start jamming and there's this popping noise going on. Mm. And it's not the input jack. It's definitely not in his amp. It's not the speaker. We tried all the ca- different cables and you know going direct in and all that stuff. And it was only doing it when he was playing it against his belly. And then we started Googling it. And wait, 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 hold on. So like if he was like sitting and it he wasn't. If he was standing, if he was sitting, it wasn't, it wasn't happening. Only when he, he was standing. He owned it for like three days before we got together. Uh-huh. And he hadn't played it standing yet. Oh, and yeah. And I think that had a lot to do with it. Now, I don't know. So I've read articles, or I've read forums. I shouldn't even call them articles. Sure. But if you Google it, there's a thing with Jazzmasters and Stratocasters, specifically newer ones, where they, they don't shield the plastic, I guess, on the inside hmm. of the pickguard. And static somehow can get in there or get through the in the, the electronics. I don't know. Sounds it's a sciencey. theory. It's yeah. it's super bro sciencey. And somebody was like, dude, I took off the pick guard and I wiped it down on both sides with dryer sheets and it fixed it. So I told oh. him, and it, well, then I found out that he doesn't use dryer sheets when he does laundry, like which I caveman doesn't which use blew dryer my sheets. Mind. So I said, Well, like I use dryer sheets. I played the guitar, I did not have the static pop problem. 
Did you ask why he doesn't use dryer sheets? I did. I got kind of offended because, I mean, you're a grown-ass man. You have a job. You have a child. Well, there, I mean, he, I know who we're talking about here. Maybe we're not going to rat him out. I don't want to like rat him out. The anti, anti-fucking if we get dryer it fixed, sheet If we get it fixed and he laughs about it, then we'll, uh, we'll but definitely wait, so, mention but, it next week. But, but what was his rationale? Uh, why he doesn't yeah. use dryer sheets? Because he's he just never has. Oh. And it, it blows my mind. Like, how do you walk down the street? You know, the stat, don't let static stop you. <laughs> Bounce. <laughs> I'll just maybe drop my fucking yeah, iPad man. and kill it for real. So, it, so but then I use two dryer sheets for every load that I do. I'm, I'm a dryer I'm sheet two dry, if Yeah, two dryer Minimum. sheets or one for a half load. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I played the guitar. I had no problems. It sounded great to me. Mm. By the way, the guitar sounded maybe maybe amazing. Maybe he's got static fingies and you just have really grounded fingies. I guess. So long story short, he he brought it home, tried the dryer sheets thing. It did not work for oh, him. Oh, wow. I said, did Scientific. you even like, did you even lift the pick guard and like really yeah. like take it out? Because that comes out as one big piece. Okay, so. So th- that's where you lose me. I could see maybe if there's something on the ex like externally with the dry sheet, but having to take the pickguard off and, and like do it wipe down the inside of it. That means that there is a grounding issue somewhere. Like that that should like internally. I think, yeah, I think that means um, that there's you're missing shielding somewhere. Yeah. So I yeah I think it's just they don't shield them like they used to. If you look at old you know uh, old fenders, there's a usually like I know my P base has it. There's like an aluminum shape underneath the pickguard. Yeah. It's like the shield. Mm-hmm. And it's literally to shield the static. I know uh, my buddy John's Jazzmaster has that. He's never had any problems. So I think it's some, something to do with they cut corners in the manufacturing to save a little money. Got to figure out where and that you don't is. Shield these I bet things. if you get some like shielding tape, you could probably see Now, that. there's other people that are like, oh, you have to take out the bridge and stuff like steel wool down in the hole and then screw the screws back down there. There's all kinds of theories Whoa. on like, well, fix it. And then, of course, you know, you go down the rabbit hole and then someone's like, that worked for me and that didn't work for me and this yeah. worked for me. So long story short, he took it into our good friends at Midwest Buy and Sell who do work on guitars as well. And what do they say? They're going to they're gonna get it. Yeah. I'm going to find out like today what's up with it. So Can I'll I, give you guys the we'll update. We'll get an update. Yeah, Perfect. All right. I love it. Um, what do we got here? What do we want to talk about? Oh, uh, this is. I don't think I told you this yet. I So, you know, we've talked about it and recently on the show. I acquired that uh, 1988 Les Paul special, which we did confirm is, it, is, is very 88. It's a very cool guitar. Uh, and so, but the thing is, is that I, you know, my number one is my 335. And the only thing that I've ever not loved is that you know it's a 74 at some time in its life they replaced the tuners with grovers right which are the chrome uh beans which mm-hmm. are not my favorite Mm-mm. and the other and then i so looking at this les paul special that i've already brought up I, you know the my the thing that i don't like about it is that it's so heavily chromed yeah except for the tuners which are vintage original style clues you know yeah, on style the fancy, like uh, flowery looking the tulip tulips yeah whatever faded greenish looking thing and i, I was those. like whoa all i have to do is swap and now the chrome guitar will have the chrome tuners and the 335 it was meant have, to be and i did it did i they finally fit did it and everything fit? everything was gorgeous Dude. and perfect uh couldn't be happier I'll have about to it. See it, it. I, I was so either. i know if we forget we had so many things we had to so cover much going when you got here yeah including things outside of just talking gear i'm glad we have some real talks today. yeah absolutely but uh it looks so much better and i was a little nervous because i am a i believe that every contact point on a guitar can change the sound of it some oh. people might disagree with me i do believe that tuners can cha- i have experienced tuners changing the sound i've changed tuners on a guitar and it changes the sound this period. is really that interesting has happened. go there are other variables of course but that is that is my belief I was worried about this. Worried about this happening on my three thirty five, which has become my number one. Yeah. it is not. It, I should. It's not a concern. Not an issue. It's perfect. Okay, it's, all right. It sounds great. Uh, the t- 
tuning smooth okay. as day. Uh, I hold, thought you were building me up to like, it totally sounds different and it's fucked. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that's not where it was <laughs> me going. Too, me too, man. Number one would have just taken a number two, but it's true. I, okay. it, she, oh, I almost just, I don't call a guitarist. She, uh, it, that 335 is yeah. perfect. Although now I'm a little, I, I don't love that, the how chromey looking the pickup covers are. So I might think Ooh. about Got some creamies on there? I don't know. Or, or even just like a nickel yeah. instead of a shiny Something chrome. Something a little more dull. Yeah. Um, are those exactly. original? No. They're, oh. They're not original pickups. You could always just weather those yourself if you wanted to. Weathered chrome isn't cool. Weathered nickel is yeah. dope. That's like, like the my favorite humbucker is the Seymour Duncan Antiquity, you know. But yeah, I know. That's what they, they um Damn it, I had a so, point. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. Uh, and, oh, I was going to ask you yeah. about the action of the tuners. How was the action? Very smooth, like butter. It stays different. in tune really good. The thing is, is that it stays in, it's, it's, I, I guess we'll find out. You know, I did it a couple days ago, but um, uh, I was, because a common misconception on guitar tuners is that some style, including the Grover style tuner, have the little screws on the end. And some people think that that is to like adjust the, something to do with the tuning and it's not all that is is to adjust the feel of the, the tightness yeah right so uh the cluson style tulip mm-hmm. tuner doesn't doesn't have, have that right you're kind of just stuck with what it is okay. the grover does which yeah. is so I, I guess in that way that's probably the reason someone would want to have upgraded in the, at that point because it's like oh i want to be able to adjust a little tension on there or maybe it's just a, a an aesthetic thing but um you know interestingly too i noticed i want to say that grover yeah. has only one, like typical, most tuners that I've ever used have two set screws in the back. Mm-hmm. Grover only has one. It goes in the, it goes in the same hole that was there yeah, already. It but just doesn't need all that extra. Because it, you know, like the front has like a better sort of locking it, thing, yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. it, you, you made me think of something, and this, is, this might be a funny side it. tangent topic. One of the coolest things I ever got in a gig bag mm. with the guitar that I purchased used was uh, the guitar was just like an old 80s like, uh, Stra- Squire Strat I got for like 80 bucks. And in the gig bag, it was a padded Gibson gig bag, which, by the way, is like a way superior gig bag than anything I use. So that's what mm-hmm. I use. And it had uh, that's it was a six pack of the reissue tuners, the exact ones a you're six describing. Pack? Well, you know, the full oh, set. Wait, wait, wait. When you said six pack, Why yeah, uh, full set. When okay. you said six pack I, of I was I was or of tuners, I was imagining like um, like a like a little psycho or whatever cast like a little tuner that like an electronic tuner that you'd plug into oh like know? yeah like uh sorry I yeah was, I like was an old to- boss I was like totally a, thrilled like a tu10 exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah right from the 80s yeah uh, oh what so wait what were they um, a six pack of what, a gibson so they were the reissue tuners of the ones that you oh like the style that probably we're talking the exact about. Yeah. yeah oh cool um and i know you can get them at stumac i looked them up and they're like it's like a 100 bucks for a set not cheap things. yeah so that that made me think of the coolest thing i ever got for free in a purchase have you what ever- did you do with them I think I might still have them, which makes me feel weird because I, I could have just dog. like gave me or something. But I have, you know, I have the LGO. I don't think they'll fit though. I've uh, looked and they, the sure. headstock is like a different. Let's well, see if any of my Gibsons would yeah. benefit from. But that. or I was like, I can't remember. Maybe I sold them back in my yeah. when I was just wheeling and when dealing and everything. Stuff, yeah. But I was going to ask you, do, yeah. can you remember if you ever bought a used guitar on like let's say Craigslist and somebody left something in the case? Mm. Did, was there ever anything cool that came That's a great with question. like a free? Because I bought so many guitars where like a freebie something or other is coming. That jazz, it. well, the Jazzmaster came with a really like very expensive leather Franklin strap. That's right. That's a which is not my style strap, yeah, but it's a either. very nice strap. Yeah. Unused too, it looks. Yeah, very very lightly used, if anything. Yeah. And and but the, my favorite thing was that it came with my favorite style Schaller Schaller, however you say, locking tuners that yeah. I put on all my guitars. So that was nice. Nice. So that I yeah I can't think of anything really. 
uh, beyond that. I mean, I've had some some guitars that came, including that Les Paul that we were just talking about, that came with like an original note, like yeah, when it was purchased or something cool. like mm-hmm. that. That which I traded for the Nord uh, behind me, that Epiphone uh, mandolin that I had that had the original bill of sale from yeah. Rudy's and stuff. I that was like pretty that. neat. That's really cool. Man, I'm trying. I want to. I'm gonna. I might have to cut this out, but I want to think about this for a second. Yeah, I, I wonder f- if we've ever talked about this, and we might. We have haven't. Been, no, I. Know? I know because I feel if I if we had, I would have been able yeah. to pull that. Um. But yeah, it's kind of like you know what's the, you know, and it's usually tuners or a strap. Like the devil strap's hilarious. That came with that. Uh, oh, did that the come with sa- the, the black satanic it came with the, strap? The Memphis, the Memphis base, base yeah. that, and, and currently still lives with the Memphis. Came with base. two straps, and it came with this funky yellow one from like the seventies. Two straps. Yeah, wow. I kept the other one. Oh, but yeah. I actually I lost it or something. I don't know what happened to yeah, it. Or it's somewhere. It's one somewhere. of the one of the cats. Ate I, it. Yeah, I, mean, I got to clean out my back room. It's so bad right now. But uh, but yeah, it's wow. always a fun thing when you get like a freebie. Like uh, I can't think of anything. I'm mean, I'm gonna ruminate. Like maybe later, I'll, something will pop in my head. I can't think of anything like that. I got a when I had that Duff McKagan, like the uh, the the that 80s Fender special, yeah. special. When I got that, it had like two cables. They smelled like like mildew. It was so weird. Oh. And so like I just I tried to like you know clean them off, but it was but they were these old coily ones from the 80s, so they were kind of cool. Yeah. But I just tossed them out or something. And then um, one of those actually speaking of the old Boss original like pocket tuner oh but yeah. like the, the bigger one that's like a brick mm-hmm. almost oh know? i've had one of those yeah. tu10 right i think that's I think what it was either called. The t- they, I, I think the one that i had was called the tu12 yeah that might and, have it, and it had like almost like this little like flappy case that went yep, over the top exactly of it. and it has like the bouncy needle the bouncy and stuff. needle yeah, yeah. oh i I, I, act- I still have that i was yeah someone gave me one of those and i since sold it for yeah. sure well if you think of it next week we'll Oh, that's a yeah. I'll throw that. We'll throw in the symphony if I can come up with something, dude. Cool. It's so funny that you, we brought up tuners because actually there was a funny ad that I wanted to talk about that I just okay. added this morning. <laughs> that Max actually sent to me, Max Crow, shout out, buddy. And uh, I'm just gonna show it to you right now. Uh, it is for some old electronic guitar tuners. Oh, three of them. Oh, I've had three I've... of them uh, spelled tuners twice in there. But read the read the line after that. Old electronic guitar tuners. Remember them before Apple APS. Remember them before, before Apple, Apple apps. Oh, buy yourself God. three electronic guitar tuners. That's one of those things you have to read it twice because you have to let your exactly. brain process what the hell he just said. The ba- my favorite part though, once you once you get past that, is that dollar sign one space five each. But that's not even it, dude. Notice that every single you can't scroll through right now, yeah. but every single image is upside down. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh it is. Pictures all I, by the way, I recognize that cork tuner right away. The <laughs> silver cork tuner. I think everybody had that. <laughs> That's so funny, oh, dude. Oh, man. I, I, I definitely yell laughed at, at guitar tuners. Uh, I mean, five for bucks sure. for a guitar tuner is, is a pretty yeah, good deal. Batteries bad. cost more than that. So, oh, know, man. Go for it. Wow. I don't know. I don't even know how long it's been. We were doing great so far. So, we're just going to keep it rolling. Yeah, let's keep it Let's get into what I, what I like to get into and it's the two it's the two words that i get to say every week and and i'm just realizing that i don't have a tambourine here damn it but we'll just have to we'll just have to get it in our voices because we're about to enter the zone and that zone is dave's dad well that was maybe arguably the worst i've done so we'll see. um so this what is funny. Got? I think I was telling you this the other day. I watched a Dave's doc. I like to take some notes, you know, for the oh, for the listeners no, out that's there. Right. And my my email ate my notes. I was writing it on my phone, and I just sent a draft to myself usually, so I can bring it here. I know where it is, and it deleted the draft. I didn't de- I didn't choose to delete the draft. Oh, yeah. It deleted all the text. 
You know, I don't know. Is there an edit undo if you accidentally delete a bunch of text? I don't know, man. Why don't you just like use the notes app and then you don't, I don't have know, to worry man. about it? I don't know. That's just always there. I'm just, I make things difficult for you myself. Do, yeah. Sometimes. You're like, you're complaining about this, like, yeah, this, I know. this system that isn't designed it's, to do what you're damn using it, it for. I'm, I'm a man of habit. A creature I know. Of habit. All right. So, but what, okay. So we're having an abridged Dave yeah, Doc. So an abridged Dave Doc, just because uh, I didn't want to rewatch the entire movie. No. Um, although I will say it was good because it was only an hour. So I probably could have rewatched it, but it was kind of exhausting. Because they're going it was so kind of exhausting. Well, they're going so fast through the whole thing, um, and I I don't know if I've ever watched a doc or talked about it on here. And I know we've talked about this band a lot, but he kept popping up in the news this week, and this popped up in my YouTube suggested videos. So I watched the story of Van Halen the early years. Whoa! So I'm guessing it's wow. just anything David Lee. I've never seen that. What is that on? YouTube. It's on the tube. It's on the tube. Who made it? It's clearly ripped from like I want to say like a VH1 special or something. Oh, like it, perfect. it's it's shot kind of like a behind the music. Um, it's unauthorized, so there's no Van Halen music, which is oh, no. No, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and say that's okay. It's okay. One. Yeah, because there there is some like clips of like you know Eddie shredding and stuff mm. like that. But yeah, obviously all their stuff's super copyrighted. So I guess that era, like that era, that is that is something that I've listened to enough in my life where I like maybe don't need it. I'm telling you, you could watch it and it's like in the music that they mix in, you know, to kind of like when they're showing clips and it's not like over obnoxious, like blues riffs yeah, like they're, you know, right. it's, they do a good job. Um, so that didn't actually distract me like it usually does. But you know, we know enough about the early days of Van Halen. Like most people know that they were a band like that formed in high school, basically. I do cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there were so many interesting things. I did not know that Eddie and Alex, the two brothers, yeah, played the opposite instruments before they decided to switch and play their respective instruments. Was, were they still in their motherland at that point? Yeah. Of, uh, they're, Hol- they're Dutch, right? Yeah, they're from Amsterdam. Right, so they're... Yeah, yeah I think it was... Right? They Holland. moved to Pasadena. I can't remember when. Yeah. But okay. um, yeah, but uh, no, I think still when they moved, they were still trying to like play... And they're like, Eddie, Eddie was doing this drums, interview. Yeah. And there is interviews with the band, so it, it's got like some legitimacy to it. And there's interviews Wait, with Alex David. is Alex older? Alex is the older one, yes. Okay, yeah. And um, so, yeah, he was like, Eddie was like, yeah, you know, I'm over here on drums and he's playing guitar and we're looking at each other like, this just isn't working. And so I guess when Alex would go to his job, Eddie would sit home and play his guitar. Mm. And that's how he ended up learning guitar and, and becoming one of the greatest guitar players yeah. of all time. Changing the instrument um, for all of us. I thought this was really interesting. They, um, they are, and I'm pretty sure they are the original Brown M&M's band. Meaning in the rider, the, that, they, that, yeah. that long going rider of like, you know, take out all the brown M&Ms or the green, whatever mm-hmm. color people. But they they specifically did not want brown M&Ms. Now, the reason for this wasn't a flex to be like, no. we're the best rock band. Give us what we want. It's such a huge misconception. It's because if people weren't paying attention to every single line in the rider, mm-hmm. then something might mess up when they're not paying attention to something on the stage rider and something might get screwed yeah, up on stage. It's, it might it's emblematic the of, of the larger attention to detail. That exactly. They the exactly. Which I thought was really cool because not a lot of people know that. More people think it's just like a douche movie. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, we will. Yeah, we yeah. You know, uh, his, football his, helmet full of cottage cheese. Yeah, like, oh, airheads. That'd be funny. Love that movie. Um, so anyways, I thought that was really cool. And if they didn't, if they did mess up that or anything on the rider, they would just trash the Tires, green room. Yeah. Like completely just destroy the green room. Like... So I thought that was fun. Well, cool. plus, you know, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Cocaine's and also, a hell I mean, drug. they were all they're all probably bo- you have to imagine they're drinking too. Oh, they started, yeah, they started drinking. I mean, right off the bat. They're they're And, and the so party. they're on the LA strip. They're like they're the they're the talk of the town. Well, they they were, but here's the thing. They played this club. I didn't write down the name of it, 
but there was a club where they would play every, like as a house band and yeah. just do covers for like three or four hours a night. And it was a club where no pros would go. Tightening their shit up. Yeah, tightening their sh- I can't even remember the name of it, but it wasn't like, you know. It wasn't like the, the Roxy. Roxy. No, it wasn't anything on the LA Strip or, you know, whatever. Rainbow. It was like a little shithole dive and they would just play and the crowds kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. What I didn't know is when they finally broke into the LA scene, they it was a big deal for them to do an all original set because they were known mm, as this like party yeah. cover band thing. So I thought that was kind of transitioning into the and, and, and actually a great little transition to reminding folks about our episode from last week that we didn't talk about yet because we talked oh, yeah. about this idea of playing cover songs or not and right. like having that become part of your identity. So mm-hmm. it sounds like they that was something they really had to overcome. Also, man, this is all sounding so familiar. Like I think I might have seen this. Like it seems yeah. like a thing. Like the you the way you're describing, I'm like, man, I feel like this. Is I feel like I'm I've seen for. it too, and I I might have like you know when Eddie passed last October, I might have gone on like a oh, bender and watched a bunch of his docs. Oh man, that might yeah. But I, I don't know if I ever really talked about him on the show. So no, anyways, definitely did. we haven't talked about it on the show. I, know um, I didn't know this either. So Steve Wozniak through the Us Festival in 1983. Okay. They were out. They the were Waz, Apple. David Lee Roth and his. So what's really cool is a lot of the interviews are from like their acquaintances and their roadies or like even their security guard they had for like the longest mm-hmm. time. He's doing all these interviews. So he's talking about all these crazy stories. And he obviously remembers a lot of it because he had to stay somewhat coherent throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing. They were down in South America just like partying their faces off, like tripping balls and like out in the Amazon. And they get a call that like Steve Wozniak needs them to come play the Us Festival, uh-huh. which is like one of the biggest festivals ever. They got played. They got paid one point five million dollars. Oh my god! Four guys. That's for bananas, one dude. That's bananas. So You're down I thought that tripping was, your balls off. I mean, that's a lot like, of money for even play. today to play one. Oh my I god! Mean, for anything, for any reason. Crazy. So they're like, Holy all right, crap. I guess we'll get on a plane I guess and we'll go d- back. I guess we'll leave. Yeah, we'll snap back into it. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was fucking cool. Uh, oh, one last thing. Yeah. Super fun little tip. They got discovered. So before they got signed, the one who really discovered them, the first major rock star, was Gene Simmons. Really? Gene Simmons discovered Van Halen, and then something didn't work out where he didn't like get them on their label or showcase. Of course, for he him. takes credit for that. They God. got. I know. Well, then I'm like, yeah. Then I start thinking like, but it was somebody else telling it. It wasn't yeah. like him talking about it. So, I'm but guessing he was the first like big first big kind of person someone to be like, hey, seriously. check out Van Halen. Yeah. Like these guys are crazy. For whatever reason, they didn't get on his label. But I don't, well, I technically don't know, but they got signed to Warner Brothers a few weeks later. Yeah. So, but it had nothing to do with Gene Simmons. Wow. So, sorry, Gene. You, you blew it, bud. You blew it on that one. Um, anyways, fuck how many, how many, uh, how many tapping licks do you give it? Uh, I give it seven and a half out of 10 leg kicks. Oh, scissor kicks were life. Yeah, oh dude. my God. Yeah, so. I didn't, I didn't, I only did one Dr. Roxo impersonation the entire time. That yeah, I know. Shame. Oh, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I never really thought of this. And when we talked about this, I think when we were hanging out after the last pod, uh-huh. that Michael Anthony is really responsible for all those really, really high, high harmonies and yeah. the high parts where a lot of people think it's David. Uh, he really didn't have that great of a voice, to be honest, man. He was just more of a showman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was I mean, just, I like his voice, but it's not like it's a a good voice. Yeah. It's like Bob Dylan or something like that, where it's like an identifiable, yeah, identifiable, voice, and in, a, like, in his stage presence and oh, his just his yeah. demeanor. And the guy would wear like he would dress like a pro wrestler, like walking the stage. You know, so <laughs> the guy was outstanding. But yeah, shout out to Van Halen. Wow, uh, I love. Check Van out Halen the story so of Van Halen, the early years. You'll find on it on the YouTube. tube. Throw a, little, it's, throw a little link on the Facebook. Yeah, it's literally posted by like some random guy. You know, yeah. it's just whatever bootleg as fuck. But, but it's probably still got like ten million views. Yeah, or it's shit. it's excellent. All right, man. Good doc. Uh, let's get into some future gear. We got a couple things to talk about all here. Right. Uh, you know, Dave. First of all, I want to just say that I've been on this like very noble quest recently ah. to delve into elemental knowledge and and really get into just like 
the important things and what makes things work and mm-hmm. question and question things truly the point of is is questioning things that I've just taken for granted okay. forever. So Dave, I want to talk to you about something here. Okay. <clears throat> it's truly just the important things at heart that matter most. Yeah. And the underlying structures that make our lives go. This week I want to talk about guitar straps. <laughs> and just like let's go, man. I kind of want to just hear a little bit of, I I don't is what I've what I've realized and I want to okay. hear some opinions because there are a lot of straps out there. Lots How do you straps. choose a strap? Okay. What do you what does a strap say about you? Mm-hmm. There are nylon straps, there's leather straps, there's dad straps, there's, dad straps. there's super dad base straps that are like there's, four feet wide. There's double base dad there's straps. There's the double backpack like double straps. Double backpack straps, yeah. Uh, you've got strap locks. Mm-hmm. You've got those Grolsch, which the was rubber, one of our first episodes, yeah, I think, was literally a like thing episode that we one or about, two. Yeah, those little rubber, rubber grommets. stoppers. Still use them. Uh, you've got expensive straps, you've got cheap straps, you've got old straps, you've got new straps. Yeah. What do we what do you think? What is your do you, what's your strap philosophy? Well, I, I strap know, it on. Well, I know particularly what I like, but I you know, I don't want to I don't want to discourage what I'm anyone. I want to hear your else. experience and my, what you prefer. My specific straps that I like, I love the soldier straps made here yeah. in Chicago. I've got a couple of those. I love the vintage uh woven look. I think yeah. it's just it just the they ace, look cool. Ace style. They look like they wouldn't match, but they match any guitar. Like that's the way I feel that's about it. It's a challenge. It, that's it, it tough. is. But I, I, I have noticed when I've switched them around, just you know, out of boredom and stuff, mm. they look good on all my okay. guitars. So, all right, and, that's very you know, important. Yes, I play old Fenders, so that's kind of my yeah. thing. Um, on a newer guitar, they might, you know, on a Dean, you know, it might not look as oh, good. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, but you know what I really like about them? They don't have. I never really complain about support. I don't really worry about if my shoulder hurts. I think if your shoulder hurts, you know, unless you have some underlying condition, I think you should just work out a little harder and maybe mm. like, you'll be able to hold that wow, thing up. Wow, look at this guy. A, I mean, you do have a tank top on today. I, yeah, the the gun tough. show's out today. Um, that is a sick tank top, though. Thanks, got, a yeah, I got my, you got Mick Jagger, my Mick Jagger uh, tank top. Sweet. I don't even know what you just, call that. I don't even know where I found it. Yeah. Just try to find one. That's cool. Um, I, I, you know, like a lot of guys go with the wider straps. One thing I will say, I have a wide suede strap. That it just came with a guitar, like we were talking like about. How earlier. wide are we talking? At least three inches. Oh, it's massive. Wow. Yeah, I never use it. Where I, did it come from? It came. It with came like with a guitar wow. I bought once or something, and you know I just hung on to it. Dude, the next time we do any sort of jamming, please just have it's, that beer. It's strap. brown and suede and wide. <laughs> and here's what I hate: it's it's suede on both sides. The oh, problem I know is, where you're going. You can't adjust your shirt. It sticks. It sticks to your shirt. I hate that. I hate it, dude. It's like it's like one of those things somebody designed it and was like, this looks pretty cool. And there's just complete, you know, uh functionless form. Because I do situation. I do really in a pure aesthetic sense, like the look of a good leather strap. Yeah. You know, but mm-hmm. yeah, the oftentimes, yeah. And I've got a few. Because you just like acquire things, they just kind of stick. It just sticks, and mm-hmm. then and then you see that it's like, or if you do move it, it's just gonna like it's gonna rough up your shirt, and maybe you're wearing your nice stage shirt. I would and you rather rough it use up. like a like a Fender branded strap. I've got a couple of those. I've, too. Yeah, they come with like every guitar. Well, that was Adam. Our we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. of time. Adam Isidore, for, former proprietor, or maybe still a FenderReissue.com, just would like have them by the boatload. So whenever I needed a strap, I would just be like, Brad, get and me. One those are actually very comfortable. They have a yeah. little thickness to them. They, they do the thing where the, on the inside part, they like kind of they get shed. Up. Yeah. And then it's like kind of like gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're gross. Um, but yeah, it, you know, the, anything that sticks is, is a no. Okay. But me. okay. So clearly that's a functional thing that we're talking about. How important, if you had to choose between pure aesthetic or pure function, when it comes to a strap, yeah. what would you choose? Function. 
Okay. Yeah, so, absolutely. So you'd go with like the ugliest strap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I would use just like a, like a purple nylon with the lightning butthole, bolt. Like dirty buttholes. With just dirty it. buttholes like screen printed all over it. Yeah. Um, as long as it's like a nice nylon. Yeah, as long as it can slide a little bit. Deal, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, because that, I mean, that's I, my I'm, opinion. It's, it is true, though, like especially because sometimes you can even get nylon straps like the cheap ones, but then the end connector parts, I, I, I love strap locks. And you can't, yeah. if you ever try to put strap locks on like a cheap. Yeah, they'll rip. The one of those things, the rip, they mm-hmm. slide through. It doesn't, yep. it almost feels like you're defeating. You're the always tightening it. Yeah, it's just, yeah. So you're, so we're sort of saying it's like, yeah, okay, so you kind of like the nylon and, or and, slidey. And, and I will say, thing. if you're on a budget, the soldier straps aren't, aren't cheap. They're no, like 60 bucks. Or, or more. Or more. Yeah. Uh, some of the limited ones mm-hmm. they made, but they're gorgeous. Beautiful. Um, I have one that's like the, it was used by new old, they had new old stock, whatever ace material. Mm-hmm. That was the same one that Hendrix, yeah. whatever. So that's like the one that I bought. I noticed, I got an email recently from Ernie ball and they put out yes, a line I saw that of these like they're like 15 or 20 bucks yeah. and they look like that vintage woven exactly. look they're probably not real you know woven of course but they look great and i would absolutely buy one of those if i just had another like backup guitar i needed a strap okay. for, for question sure. yes uh, you sort of touched on this does are you one strap per instrument does the instrument live with the strap that you got yes oh, yeah so you never even think unless you never i even switch consider, them, unless like, i want to swap them out but i i don't like no, no. Now, I don't know. Back when I had the strap locks thing, I don't do strap locks anymore. Mm-hmm. You know that. Um, back when I was doing the strap locks thing, if both, if I had two guitars, like a backup guitar on stage, and then my main guitar, like the the P bass or something, I could quickly take that off and put on the mm-hmm. other one, snap it on the same strap. That's more of like a live performance, like quickness type thing. But okay. I guess it's quick to switch. You know, just take it off anyway. Yeah. No, I like to live. I like to live on the guitar. Yeah. And I don't take them off in between putting it in my so bag. So you either. put in the okay. Right. Just jam it in there. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, let it I get all kind of broken in. That's and, sort of yeah. I've kind of gone gone there. That's one of the things that I don't love about most hard cases, other than the portability. You can't you usually almost always have to take because and especially like me if you use strap locks because there's just never enough space down there i have a buddy who has straps for all of his guitars but he rolls them up so perfectly and puts them in like the little nook of the of the horn Mm, and like you know hard case if it's if it's got a got a double but it's just very much like a thing where i'm like i just you know just throw it in there and stuff but that's interesting you know i noticed i remember it started to become more of a thing i noticed throughout my time at cme but I, i remember well, name drop time hanging out with Matt Pike from High on Fire selling him and that old SG. Every time he buys a new guitar, he buys a strap with it. Yeah. Every like he you know Me too. And then and then that is that guitar strap. Me too. And it's and it's kind of fun. Like, you know, um when I got the do pa- little color coordination, like you could do the like, color coordination. Yeah. Like when I got the Paisley though, I was like, you know, Mandy's like, What do you want for Christmas? Because I got it like a month oh, before Christmas. Sure. I was like, give me a new strap. So she got me a soldier strap for that. And nice. I was like, I was like, you go ahead and pick it out. Here's yeah. the color. So I get to think of her, you know, when I put it that's on cute. and that's kind of fun. Like but yeah, it's uh I think it's a cool thing. And I think straps, I love this conversation because I think straps are very overlooked. They are. I I was being tongue in cheek. I was being facetious at the top of the way I was describing no. this because, but the fact is, is I have been doing this with a lot of things in my life, like, you know, uh, more so about like life and philosophy and beliefs and stuff, sure. but like truly even about just things that I take for granted on a, on a daily level of things that I just, I feel like in some ways I sort of like sleepwalk through a lot of things and that's okay. You don't have to be super conscious. Of yeah. You don't want to, but be it's true. Too, I had been questioning yeah. things and I was like looking at my straps and I was like, man, I've got like, 20 straps right here that, that just and, aren't and even on guitars because what ha- i well no i have certain straps that do live with guitars but then i just have these other ones that yeah. like all have strap blocks and i can kind of like interchange them or whatever and it's like only a couple of them have i actually 
bought. Oh, same here. You know, it's like mostly they're just things that mm-hmm. I've acquired via random guitar case that yeah. I bought or whatever, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Or that one. Remember, we went to that one guitar show and I bought that. Oh yeah. A strap for, for like a dollar. A dollar. And then never fixed it because it it's it's got the. It's got the good bits. It's got the like the, the woven, but yeah. but it doesn't have the the backing. the backing part. So I need to have that. That would be like, easy to, strap. to cut that. But out, it's I not think. for me. Yeah. You know, so and it's a smaller strap. It would be for like a mandolin. It would be. Or... For, it would be maxed out. Maybe an at all times, but like yeah, yeah. It, like a small body guitar, not like a yeah, a big like guitar. a little parlor or yeah. something would be cool. Or like any a guitar that when you because like a like a strat or something, you need a shorter strap than you do than like a an, like a Les Paul because mm-hmm. like the pins are in different places like a i think a fender would probably work better but yeah not. okay so maybe my jazz master Ooh, well because you you showed me oh i didn't even think dude, of that dude that, that I, would that would match we got after we get off these mics let's go look i want to see maybe do a little that would match because that might be the inspiration that i need to get that thing. show oh yeah. baby that's such a good idea yeah. now Ooh. i do remember that being really thin like that was like an inch wide or something maybe right no no it's was like it i feel like it's standard okay yeah we'll have to look standard, like two inch maybe i think one and a half, one maybe. And a half, yeah, because two inch they start to advertise start to as get like the, a base strap, and then it gets strap. two and a half, or yeah. then three, and then three and a half, and then it's like yeah. you're just wearing a you're just wearing a strap shirt right I've, there. I've definitely never bought a strap being like this is the this is a base strap. I've always right. bought guitar straps right. and put them on bases. But I get why base straps exist as a as yeah. a as, a, as a, an owner of numerous very heavy guitars. That yeah. shit hurts after yeah, a while. Man. Yeah, and then you get a, a I happened into a dad strap at CME, <laughs> and it was just like they're you know it was just like they had it extra. Or whatever and it's a leather strap but then it like has hidden padding, padding. on the inside yeah. and it makes that guitar that's the, that's a strap that lives with that guitar because it makes yeah. it a lot more manageable that is nice and well, i will say one hidden dad pad one more thing i forgot about have you ever tried a bouncy strap oh my the elastic ones god dude paul we've definitely one, talked about paul's elastic paul had elastic strap <laughs> on a 75 <laughs> les paul which is a gorgeous guitar <laughs> He had this gorgeous guitar, but it weighed like 18 pounds. And we had the bouncy strap. And I'm like, dude, I think it's heavier because it's it's bouncy. No, it is, definitely. He's like, what? I was like, yeah. Because like on the way up, it's taking, it's putting less force. But on the way down, down, it's worse, dude. (laughs) Yeah, say no to bouncy straps, man. That's so funny. I wonder if anybody even makes bouncy. I've never seen one for sale. And it had like, I remember it was camouflage and had like skulls and crossbones. I remember talking about this because also also the fucking rainbow strings. That was the other thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Fucking rainbow strings. Uh, okay, well, did, I feel like I don't know. Did we cover all the strap? Well, I mean, do you have a preference in strap? I don't. That's the point. Is I don't know if I do. I. It's like I don't have a strap theory. I yeah. don't have like I don't. I clearly haven't done the thing where I just like always buy a strap to go with or whatever. Yeah. I've done it a couple times, I guess. It's fun when you get a new guitar just to be like, oh, what would match? What would go with those? it? But yeah. that's the thing is, I have like got a, a couple like black nylon ones that I've. There was one that I. When I got my SG, I ha- I don't even know where the strap came from, but then I pinned. I had this like fabric. It's it's Andy Warhol in a phone booth, uh, yeah, or, like a photo booth, and you I just like, like pinned a, it on the strap, and then that was just my strap like a punk for rock like, vest. yeah, for yeah. like all ten years. Yeah. So, you know, I never even thought about it, and then now that's just, like I have that, and I've got plain black ones, I've got the Fender ones, I've got a couple, I've got a re- couple really nice Soldier ones that I like, and like the you know the clandestine secret dad strap uh which is fucking phenomenal for that i've got we talked about that franklin leather one the devil strap Mm -hmm. on the which is the the unfortunate leather that we were talking about i felt it last week when we were yeah that that reminded me of it when you were actually asking because i haven't played one of those types of straps in a while but that was 
so worth it either way because that strap just rolls. Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll if I can find it when I get home, I'll take a picture of that suede one because it's it might be four inches wide, dude. Oh, you commented the strap that came with yes, my last Paul. That I was I gonna got. say that. Yeah, what, what are those even called? With those like medallions? They're sort of medallions, but they're like they're <laughs> like on some like a, like if you imagine they a look fringy like s- leather western jacket. Yes, yes, that they have those like silver buckles on there. Yep. And it has three or they're four circular, of those circular like, metal like buckles m- with little tassels, fucking cover looking leather things. things coming out. Of it. Dude, I don't know. Dude. What the deal is with the iPhone? It, it's but see, so with goofy. that guitar, because there's so much black and chrome, it, it totally matched. That guitar looks it like does. a Harley Davidson. It, it is the Harley of '80s <laughs> Les Pauls for sure, dude. Oh my god! And that guitar is great too. I just, if I hadn't gotten that Jazzmaster, either way, it's fine. But it, it came with that strap, and it has, which I first used to use and no longer like, the Dunlop style strap locks, mm-hmm. which are like there's like the little button on the top. I don't like that. Of, no, I don't like it. You got to do the pulley and the slidey. The pulley and the slidey. Are they, is that shallow. the shaller? That's yeah. right. That's what I have. I have backups of i have a bunch of those yes that's my thing. and i will say the thing i don't like about using those and i think why i don't use them on my vintage guitars is um i don't like having to replace the screw in the actual wood because i have had issues when i've taken that mm. screw out that i can't get it back in to fit as snugly as it yeah. was yeah you know dude that's it's a big thing it's I mean, a real guitars, it's a real thing but you also will never know because yeah. like people have been screwing in and screwing out and i also know how easy it is to just like fix that with you can do the dowel the, and i was gonna t- say the toothpick, toothpick yeah but yeah i mean I, I pretty much like every guitar i've ever owned i've had to shove toothpicks in at some point yeah because yeah. you're right sometimes just with it's part of it screwing in and out of a piece of wood you're gonna pull some material out of yep. there you know yeah it's just an ever, especially old wood doesn't feel good but no it hurts it. but um that's a good that's a good combo and i will say one last thing yeah i think it's good that you don't have like a a, a preference like I know there's certain people that like will not pick up an instrument unless they can bring their own strap and try it out with their strap because oh. they, they'll just like, oh, like they bring like, it to the store. Or yeah. Or like the store, like the, you know, uh, Craigslist meetup or whatever, huh. because it's like they cannot, they are so adamant about the only type of strap they use is like a three inch dead strap or something like Dude, that. Dude. Okay. This quick side tangent off this that just reminded me of, because I, I read a forum thread on this. It was gear space or one of the, threads that just every time i go to those forums i'm like oh there's some interesting information and very quickly i'm just very upset at yeah. how mean and weird people are yeah but totally it's got it worse. was the thread about um this the original the op the original story all oh, sophie's decided that we're not giving her enough attention right now and yeah. is about to start fucking shit up um the, the, again, the original, the OP, the original poster wrote the story i don't necessarily believe it the way that he framed it but the sort of heart of the matter is is that do you how do you let other people play your instruments like do you let if someone if like anyone ever was like your friend or whatever like hey can i play your guitar would you ever feel weird about that no okay no some people turns out yeah. really do yeah and i don't i get sort of related i don't think i have particular feelings i think with you you could pick up anything that i've ever bought or would buy and i would never yeah, think about same it to but you. like yeah I could imagine a situation where like maybe someone did pick it up and I would be like kind of freaked out a little bit. Like if you were like, if I didn't know you and maybe you were like dirty or like not like a dirty person, you had like filthy hands. Oh or, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, or if I was like a scandalous dirty person too. Well, and that might make me want to <laughs> it's case get by some case, sleaze you know? on this thing. Yeah. Get a little stink on that um, face. But, that's a really good question. Or yeah. like a strange, just like any random stranger. The, the way that guy told I mean, the I story. I guess it depends on the situation. He said it was sort of, the way that he story? just, it, it was hard to follow, but it kind of seemed like you was like, I was on stage and then someone was like, hey, let me try your guitar. Of course you're not going to let weird. somebody do that. Yeah. Of course not. But I remember being drunk in college and asking people if I could get up on stage and play. And then you say, fuck so, no, yeah, dude. They of did. course. <laughs> yeah, you learned uh, my lesson really quick. That, I don't think, it just felt really unbelievable. But I think that what it really made me think about was this idea of like, 
some people and they like in this thread a number of people said that like it doesn't matter who it is they would never let anyone touch their instrument and then there was one guy who was like oh yeah i it was this professional guitar player and i know many professionals like one of those forum posters and i know a number of virtuoso guitar players that all said that they would never let anyone touch their instrument and just well, like what i don't i, I mean, mean if it's like if it's jobo and he like doesn't want you to touch his 52 les paul or something i guess i could understand but like, but i just still wouldn't necessarily especially with a guy like that because well first of all i know that he isn't like that which yeah, is cool but that is cool he also has like a thousand guitars right. i could see maybe if you like only had like one made a Stradivarius violin, yeah. and there's the only ten million dollar one on the planet. Like, yeah, okay, I'm not gonna. Like also, pass you're gonna that have that around. in like a case or something, like a glass case, I would assume, or something. Right? If you're not playing it yourself, it's under some sort of laser surveillance yeah, or right. whatever. But like, the average situation, some people really are just like hmm. anti that, and and it got me thinking. I mean, I wonder if there if there will be. Like, I wonder now that, you know, we're in this entering, at least in America, this like post-ish pandemic world, like people are, I don't know if you've noticed, like some people are even still like not shaking hands and whatever. Like yeah. People are kind of strange about Absolutely. that. Like, I wonder if that type of behavior will increase on the guitar, like, or an instrument like, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't want like, you to touch, touch my stuff. I mean, I, I would assume if you're in the same room with the person already, then maybe, yeah. like, you know, it's cool. But yeah, that's an interesting thing. Cause I, I mean, I do remember a time, I don't know. I guess I remember when it was like somebody I didn't like, like we'd be having like a, a house party or something. Uh, yeah, know? right. Some guys like, dude, let me play your bass. And I'm like, oh, I gotta well, give it to this that's guy. That's less about your bass and more about the guy. Right. right. Well, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. You know, I guess I guess there's no instrument too valuable. I mean, look, I, I've told the story on here where I've seen that that 82 Les Paul gold top just fall over out of yeah, nowhere right. and go crashing to the ground yeah. and nobody was touching it. So a shit guitar happens, could fall dude. over and yeah. shit could happen is my point. So if somebody holding it, if they know how to play guitar, I mean, you're more than welcome. I've definitely, I mean, especially working in a guitar store, like you see people that don't know how to handle an instrument, right? But like, I don't know, like very, I don't know, just don't know how often that's even happening on your own instruments. And like, even if it is, it's probably like a kid or something. And then I probably like have some affection for the kid. So I'm just gonna like, wouldn't care if they dinged my guitar. And I already have dings on all of my guitars anyway. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. If it was like a little kid, you'd have to be like, just monitor. Dude, wait, hold on. This just reminds I've got to tell you this. I'm, this might not make it. We'll see. I'll okay. cut this part out. Okay. So recently, I, I won't say his name, but one of my really good friends, Cappy, <laughs> came over and it was, dude, it was right after I got that fucking new Les Paul. And that guitar, I don't know if you've looked at it, is like, Almost mint. It is one of the cleanest guitars Which I've ever one? had. That new Les Paul. It is like super clean. For an 88, oh, the 88. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there is nothing on when it. When you said new, it threw me off. Oh, like, right, right. Yeah. New to me, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, 88 Les Paul. Like, you know, there's a little bit of chipping around where you, they put the chrome uh, pickups around, but otherwise there was nothing. Cappy comes over. I know that guitar is sitting right there. Oh, I just said his name. Comes over uh, and it's just sitting right there. And... I, we have a similar relationship. Like, I don't care if he ever touches any of my stuff, but also, like, first of all, super prone to accident, like, always has been. And second, like, not, he has guitars, but he's not you. Either way, the ceiling fan directly above my head uh, is whirling the at the time. ceiling fan. He fucking lifts it up directly into uh, the ceiling fan. And I, and I see, like, he already had the guitar and he's, like, taking it off. And I and I see it happening. I yell, happy, no! Yeah. And, and it still goes, Honk, uh, headstock right into it, like chip it. big chunk. Right, like yeah. it hit. So like, you know, imagine facing the headstock, mm -hmm. like 
the side of the headstock, not yeah. the front facing veneer, but the side part, yep. there's just like a nice like swipe right like directly. Mm. You can see like a big chunk of the thing came right it's out. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm also, you know clean fucking guitar. And I'm with you on that, but I think we're also in the same group that like, okay, something like that happens, you know, that is like wear and tear, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. That could have happened before you got it. You know, I'm just saying, like, I don't... That's well, yeah, guitars right. don't bother me, like, if they get a chip like that. But I'm selling it. But, yeah, I thought of something, though, which totally made me... This conversation made yeah. me think of a time I went to go buy uh, a, a, that Mills bass cab that I still have. Yeah. And the guy was like, you have to bring your own bass to try it out. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, no problem. Like, he doesn't have he a doesn't bass. He doesn't have a bass, yeah. I get there, and he has, like, a P bass just sitting on a stand, like a Mexican P bass. Yeah. And I'm like... You know, so he didn't want me to play that, and I brought my '62 jazz bass over to its sale, which was dumb. I should have just borrowed. In hindsight, yeah. I, I should have borrowed something cheap from somebody in case I got mugged. But like, I show up with oh, and I'm like oh, so I brought this really expensive guitar to try out this cab for literally 30 seconds just to make sure it works. And all he, he could have just easily, or he could yeah. have just played it himself. Like he could have played his own bass. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I was so I thought that, and I have seen ads now. I huh. remember seeing ads where people have been like. You can come try it out, but you got to bring your own guitar. Which makes, to your point, if they don't have makes a sense there. if there's nothing. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course, like, of course. But like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was, he like didn't want me to play that guitar. Maybe maybe something happened Dude, between the, the thing, time though. that we talked. and he I've got, been in a situation where someone's coming over, come over to buy something or whatever, and they didn't bring an instrument. So I just played. Right. Well, like, they, why not just play yourself? Then? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be like, yeah, I'll demo it for you to make sure it works. Yeah, like, yeah. There you go. That's okay. That's a Getting good touch and tips Why right not? there. Yeah. yeah, play your own shit. Because sometimes you're like, oh, I don't really want to hand over the jazz master that I yeah. just like. And and this, I guess this goes back to somebody playing your guitar. You don't know this person, you yeah. know, and like. I but if someone, uh, yeah, I I don't allow people into my home anymore to like do deals like that. But smart. In that, uh, there I'm there. I can't think. Mm, it must have happened, but none none comes to mind where nothing comes to mind where someone actually like had to play my guitar to try yeah. something out yeah i don't think and it, usually i'll like. even offer it and i actually when i did you know what when i did the deal for les paul we did it at the over at the studio so i i did actually i he wanted to hear the amp i want to hear the guitar we're like all right we're gonna do it in the studio yeah um i offered to him to let him play guitar and he's like he didn't want to he's just like no i'll yeah. just like, let you play he's like okay like yeah. that's fine you know i was that's like don't fine. you want to like get the feel yeah. of the amp and he's just like no i just want to hear i was like okay like he just wanted to make sure it worked i think i remember hearing stories to take it just like one step further if we're not beating the dead horse no. already um i remember playing gigs where like somebody's guitar like would go out and then people were like i don't want to play in my guitar and it's yeah. like dude they have to finish their set oh, okay that's okay. a tough one though it's a tough i don't one. know man. i know because i don't controversy, know you know controversy. bring a pack of strings bro or or bring a backup guitar or well that's of course that's but i obvious. mean like just have some more strings but I, but I guess if it's not a string issue then if it's like the guitar like the electron like the pickup or something yeah goes. but you know and I, so that's that's fault to both parties but also mm. like if they're if they're on stage and they got 20 minutes left if it's my friend they're playing my guitar oh, of if, course. I, if not probably not yeah honestly. that's what i mean like or I've heard stories too so. where the guy's like, "You can rent it for fifty bucks." That's not. A, I mean, why not? I mean, you know, because if something happens during that time, like what? Like, are are you going to have him sign a contract? I'm just not beforehand? big of a, of a dick to be like that. For your, but dude, okay, you're at a gig. You're only bringing your good instruments. You've right. only got good instruments. So right. like, someone could could remove your ability to use that instrument yeah. forever. Yeah, I mean, the jack could come out or something. Yeah, or something they could fucking you know set it on fire before <laughs> you can run up to it or whatever. Yeah, you know, be. like there's there's like. You've given up your sort of like control yeah. over the, its its wellness at that point. Yeah, I'm thinking know. about okay. I have done that. 
I, I don't love it when people borrow my amps live. You've done what, though? You've let them borrow your I've guitar? let them borrow amps. I've not let someone borrow a guitar. No one's ever asked They've me to borrow a guitar. I've had, it's happened to me twice. You're a bass, bass player. Yeah. I feel like that's much more of a well, thing. Well, because usually people bring one bass. Bring, and bring then, one bass. Yeah. You're never bringing a backup bass. No. Well, I know. Not you do. I mean, I do you're, sometimes. You're a bass boy. It depends. I don't love with two amps because, again, two amps just break sometimes. Yeah. It might not even be their fault, but then all of a sudden, because they're the one using it, it's like they're liable for yep. it or like... I because I'm neurotic, then I'm going to be worried after I play it. It's like never going to sound the same or yeah. something. But then I don't know. I I'm fine with Amps Live, but still, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I would let someone. It's, well, I have an easy out though because my shit's set up to not be in standard tuning. So I'd be like, no, you can't tune that to standard. It's like a fucking Formula One car right. that is tuned for it's, for its peak performance. Yeah, as yeah, is. you, you can try to tune it to standard. You can't but just gonna... throw some fucking eighty five octane in a fucking yeah. you know set of Michelin tires on a <laughs> Formula One car and expect it to go. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be peak, it's got to be track performance. performance. Yeah, tested and dynoed and everything. Well, um, one last story I just remembered. Dude, we, keep them coming. We let this, a is band, this is the main topic. We so. let a band borrow a drum set, and they were the opening band. Now we were youngsters. We had cheap, shitty gear. Ooh, Didn't I have, would not. Definitely not let someone use my symbols for sure. Maybe uh, I'd let someone. I use don't my remember if we if they use symbols, but that wasn't even the problem. We let them use the you know the the kit the mm-hmm. the toms. Sure. Probably they, they might have even had their own snare. Anyways, first band. Uh, well, there's only two bands, but they were on and they had just started their set. They kick a hole in the kick drum. Oh my god! Who brings a backup kick head? Yeah, exactly. Know? So. We end up like taping it with. So like, the whole show is fucked at that point, dude. The, I mean, potentially. And it was Russ, and he had to, he had to tape. He was so pissed because we were in Michigan too. We weren't even like we could oh, run God, to like yeah. a you know sto- store, center. know any friends. So we uh, this the opening band kicks a hole in his kick drum. The the thing the beater just goes <laughs> clunk and it's stuck in there. And uh, the kid was hitting it hard. And I remember Russ being like, he's playing it too fucking yeah. hard. Like, and he's always like really weird about that kind of stuff. Drum, now, all granted, drummers are man. Granted, I guarantee his kick head wasn't brand new of at course. the time. You know, I'm sure we had been using it for years. But the point is, it kicked a hole, and we had to use like like that clear box tape, like oh packing tape, God. to tape it back, and it sounded like ass yeah, from there the on. The whole so. show. So it's like you fucked yourself by being yeah. generous in I that know. way. So that can happen. Wow. But also keep so, your and honestly, today. something to consider though, like yeah. That's a real thing that happened. I wouldn't like knowing that now. Yeah, I don't know if I'd let someone use my kick drum no. for be- if unless they're playing after me. If if I'm opening for them, yeah, I don't care. I mean, whatever, yeah. that's fine. Like, it's, it's your set that might. Get it depends up. on the gig. I mean, we've done small gigs at a place like Tonic Room where there's 25 people yeah. in there, and why bring two kits? We, of course. And, and this drummer did bring his own kit, and we're like, dude, we have a kit. Like, yeah. it's fine. And he's like, well, I just bought it. I want to try it out. So that's, I get that. But it also is funny to be like, you're doing a changeover in the middle of this, you know, in in three bands, they're the middle band. So now we're changing. As long as you can do it quickly. As long as you're like, it wasn't, if you can practice, (laughs) like get on and get off. It was like 20 minutes. I was like, this is, this is crazy. Well, and that's something I think that any self-respecting gigging live musician should take seriously is your ability to get on and off the stage quickly because that's. That's a better experience for the audience. It's a better experience for the people you're it's on the courteous bill with, to man. the band. Yeah, exactly. They so. want to play with you again, and the and the venue's gonna love you because then they just don't have to tell you like, "Hey, get your shit out of the way." I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's like, an art. It's form, like though. that one meme that we we've seen you posted. It's we've seen a lot of posts where it's like the guy he's like imagining talking, chatting up the girl at the bar. He's like, oh, "Did you see my bass solo?" Yeah, did you see my bass solo? And then, and then the reality is really just like her saying, those tickets don't include a tip. And then the sound guy saying, you've got to move your bass you amp. you got to move your bass <laughs> amp, yeah. Oh, that's one of my favorites I've seen. 
dude i don't know like we're there was other stuff to talk about but we've went so long on that one i feel like we should just let that ride i mean that was a classic uh classic earbuds that was episode. a classic gb episode 112 you made it through you made it here this far congratulations thanks for being here with us go listen to some back episodes uh and you know what if not just go make some music <laughs>